Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast or letting me join you on your commute to work or wherever you're going. I'm so grateful for all of you. I actually am very excited to be able to let you know that uh, Optimistically Depressed actually made it onto the all-time bestsellers list under mental health on iTunes. I couldn't have done that without any, like, without all of you. And so I just like, thank you so much for reviewing the show, for rating it, for telling your friends, for downloading the episodes, for subscribing. All of that made it so that what my work is more easily accessible to the world. And I just, I'm so, I'm just so thrilled and humbled and honored. And so just thank you very much. I really do, like I've said this before, but I really do believe in what I'm doing. I think that it's important. I think that having this conversation about our lives, about our struggles, about our stories is just so important because it helps us realize we're all human and that we're all together in this. So um, thank you so much for helping me spread this around. Thank you for being a part of this community. Like I, I'm so honored to be able to be a part of something that's greater than myself and all of you make this greater than any one person. So thank you very much to all of you for helping make this what it is. Uh, so I got to interview Mark. He's actually from the podcast brand new view. And, uh, we actually, we met when I came on his podcast, uh, his and Sid's podcast uh, a little over a month ago and after the after we got to do that podcast, we decided that it would be really great if he were if he, if he'd be able to come on my podcast as well. And so we came on. And this is a person that you sit down and you're looking him in the face, and you're just seeing like a very honest, kind, and loving person. He's also incredibly witty, and he helps the conversation just go so easily and flows. And, uh, you know, that, and that being said, I've been so honored to actually have, like, ev like everyone that's been on the podcast has just been really good at having conversations. I've really been fortunate. Um, but, yeah, Mark was just an incredibly kind soul and very funny. I laughed so hard that my head hurt by the end of the night. It was just really nice. It's good to have those kinds of laughs. So I know that all of you are going to enjoy this episode with Mark. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to hear what all of you think about it. So please let me know. And I know Mark would like to know as well. So if you have the time to send either one of us a note, we would really appreciate it. And uh, again, if you don't mind, like just keeping it going, you know, keep telling your friends about Optimistically Depressed. Um, download the episodes because that helps make it so iTunes knows that you're listening to it. Um, and subscribe to Optimistically Depressed rate and review it please if you have the time it means so much to me and I read all the review all of the reviews and it warms my heart like it actually like it's a thing that I look forward to doing so if you don't mind taking the time to review it I I will be reading it and I will be feeling very grateful about it and again if you're interested in being on the show please get in touch with me you can find me on you can find me on Instagram under Optimistically Depressed. Also Facebook and Twitter, Optimistically Depressed. 
You can email me optimistically depressed eight six at gmail.com. You can also go to my website and contact me through that optimistically depressed.com. And there's so many ways you can get in touch with me. And I, um, I have, I will admit that I have been behind on my emails. I'm currently working on catching up with all of them, but if you have sent me an email and I have not responded to you, it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because I haven't been, uh, somehow I missed it in just the confusion that uh, earlier this year kind of, uh, brought on. And if you're just waiting for me to respond, maybe send me another email and that way I'll see it and I'll be able to get back to you. But if you want to be on the show, please get in touch with me. I love being able to hear your story. So uh, it's it's an honor. Like, it really is an honor to be able to sit down and have people, these incredible people sitting across from me, opening up and sharing their stories with me. And if, if you're feeling like you'd like to be one of those people doing that, uh, get in touch because I'd love to do that. So... Uh, now that uh, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I'm just very excited to be able to introduce to you Mark. Phantom of the Opera has been my obsession. Six years old. My obsession. Saw it for the first time when I was 25, I think, in in New York on Broadway. It's the only place you can see it. Right? Sean and I went to New York for the first time. First night we were there, I was like, when we were making plans for the trip, I was like, the one thing, I don't care what we do, Except, like, as long as we do this one thing, we just see Phantom of the Opera <laughs> on Broadway. It's like, New York City, what do you want? Phantom of the Opera. I don't care what else we do after that. <laughs> Empire State Building? Whatever, sure. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. Phantom of the Opera. I cried so much. Once, like, the opening act just bawled my face off. The Phantom was just absolutely powerful and glorious and it made me you're just hysterical i was hysterical it was incredible it was a magical experience now i really want to see like is it still playing oh yeah oh yeah still on broadway i want to go back to new york asap and watch the phantom of the opera again it's been a long it's been what 16 years 15 years what did you say 2005 2000 no uh 2000 13. 13. 2013 since I saw it. Um, oh my gosh. You know what's weird? What? I was six years old when I first discovered Phantom of the Opera, which means it's been 15, 16 years, 16 years of me being obsessed. Wow. Wait, do I have that? Do I have that? Do I have the math right? Uh oh, they're finding out we're not so great at math now. Yeah, it's more like twenty years. Something like that. I'm <laughs> the one being like, "Yeah, you saw it uh, when you were 18. Twenty-one years. <laughs> it's been over twenty years. <laughs> That's more right. It's been over twenty years. Twenty-five years. Okay, we're gonna stop now. <laughs> Ruth's like forty-five, guys. <laughs> I age very well. Yeah, she <laughs> looks great for 45, eh? <laughs> but yes, and the re- what is wrong with his face is a birth defect. Which a birth I was, defect. Yeah. So many people are going to be like, oh, 
I thought it was a fire. Yeah, not actually fire. That is one of the theories. But according to the original horror novel that was written about the Phantom of the Opera, which is based off of, by the way, a lot of myth around, um, what was it? It's a cathedral in Paris. Notre Notre Dame. (laughs) We're on to (laughs) him. It Um, did just uh, have a fire. We're very topical right now. (laughs) We are very topical right now. Um, It's based off of a lot of myths that were kind of, and ghost stories around this one. I can't remember the name of the cathedral in Paris, but Mm. um, anyway, but it was, and the phantom is, a lot of, uh, a lot of theories were that he was a ghost, but no, he was actually a man, a deformed man who was the architect of this, uh, of this cathedral and yeah. he purposefully put in this whole underground system. So right. That, that could, sounds familiar. Yeah. So he could live there and spy. He would come everything. out from underneath. Yes. Oh, but he's yes. very mysterious. Mm, yeah. F- very phantom like. Very phantom like. And I've been obsessed for a very long time. So I want to go back and see it. Oh, you got to go see it again. got to go see it again. It's been six years. It's been 2019 yet. Yeah, it's 2019, dude. Almost 2020. Oh, we're, yes, we're we're past the halfway point. We're um, getting up to yeah. 2020. We're in the seventh month. We're almost in the eighth. <gasps> yeah, hence my freaking out about the fact that come September, my primary occupation is no longer going to be a stay-at-home mom. So exciting. Yes, we're going to choose to spin this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because there's only, I mean, you can, no one has ever gotten anywhere with dwelling. Oh, has anyone ever gotten up to a stage like, kids, the first thing you want to do is just dwell on that shit. <laughs> like, dwell on it hard. Dwell on it hard. <laughs> just stay there. <laughs> Keep just yourself stay in the Stay in mud. that melancholy. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not anything that anyone inspirational has ever said to me. But uh, maybe we can we maybe we can change that. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think so. So what what's coming up in uh, in September then? So all three of my children are going to be going to school. My youngest is going to be going to big school. It's like a mini empty nest kind of thing. It is. Yes. It yeah. is. From eight o'clock until three o'clock, Monday to Friday. I'm not going to have... Bruce Free, guys. <laughs> From Monday to Friday. <laughs> For the first time in nine years, nine and a half years, I will be free. To jump on the trampoline. To jump on the trampoline. <laughs> and drink wine, obviously. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Day drunk? Yes, please. <laughs> no responsibility. Sangrias. <laughs> Sangrias. Oh. There's a lot of sangrias going at my work today, this afternoon. Oh, Why? It was a gorgeous day. Well, I worked down at Pickford and Black, part time. Yes, sir. Shout out to Pickford and Black. I mm. guess, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> 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 it was an absolutely gorgeous. It's still, it's a gorgeous night right now, but it was a gorgeous day on the was patio. It? Yeah. And oh, there was I a cruise ship in, so it was a lot of uh, people being, "Oh, your city's so nice." I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I live yeah. here. That's why I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> it's the only reason, I swear. The only reason. I 
choose to be here. Choose. Yeah, we have uh, a gummy bear sangria. Sangria I'm gonna, with I'm, I'm gummy bears in it. Oh, I'm coming tomorrow. See you there. Hold <laughs> you to it. Okay. I'm not working. Oh, okay. I'm going to call down. Is Ruth in the audience <laughs> for this showing of the Phantom of the... O- oh, wait, no. It's a different thing. <laughs> it's a different thing. You and I are going to New York. going to see Phantom of the Opera. We're doing it. We're going to cry. Wait. We're going to cry through the whole thing. I'm going to cry so hard the ushers are going to be like, is that man okay? <laughs> Do we need to call the emergency services? <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's just incredibly moved by Christine and the Phantom. Of course. Who Naturally. wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? I was. Well, we've established that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I want to go back. I was listening to the soundtrack the other night um, with my boys, and they were just like, what is this? (laughs) And I was just like, it's the best thing you will ever hear in your life. (laughs) Appreciate this. (laughs) Like, "Mm, Dad, Mom's doing something right now. I don't know if she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, if uh, <laughs> great little uh, Phantom of the Opera tidbit there. I mm-hmm. hope everyone enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, been, been informed. The, uh, they're going to see an uptick in tickets, ticket sales. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? Well, suddenly, everyone is very interested. <laughs> like, we were like stagnant for a few years, but <laughs> whoa, that's a jump. That's a jump. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Broadway. <laughs> Mark. Ruth. You're here. I made it. Brand new view podcast. Oh, that's my podcast. That's your podcast. I was just, yeah, and I got the honor of being on it. Um, Was that like two weeks ago now? I think it was about two weeks ago. The summer's just been, well, I mean, it always does, but. It always does. This one in particular seems like it's flying by a bit faster. It is. It's strange. Like, very strange. Yeah. It's just because the older you get, you're like, oh, I'm running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm 30. <laughs> 30. It's scary. It it's, is. It's a little, cause, because all of a sudden, if I live my lifetime again, I'm 64. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> put that evil on me. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> What? I'm yeah, so sorry. you're right. If I double my life, I'll be sixty. You'll be sixty. I'll be. I'll look like that face app stuff. Yes. Which I haven't done yet. I did it for the first time last night. Did you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, well, no obviously you're forty-five, and look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I'm gonna brag. I, I'm gonna brag again. I seem to brag around you. No, you're not bragging. Am I not bragging? I mean, I'm not. I'm not thinking in my head. She's <laughs> just bragging a lot. <laughs> So we did the thing last night. Sean took a picture of me, and then he did the old thing. And I was kind of like, you know what? I hope so. <laughs> I hope I look like that. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And then we did the young part of it. Oh, is there a young part? There is a young part. There's like a, you can select what you look like young. Like a baby or like a, a teen? or I assume a teen or maybe early 20s. I looked the same. I was like, I don't look any different. And I'm... I imagine it's because I wasn't wearing makeup when we did it. So it was kind of like, oh. Sure, just explain it away, Ruth. <laughs> I'm 
so uh, and my daughter was just like it's because you're so pretty and i was just like you're so Aww. pretty stop it so it made me feel brownie fantastic points. pardon brownie points oh yeah she takes any opportunity <laughs> 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 yeah but yeah it felt good it was good a good old ego booster since you need that once in a while i do need Especially that from the kids then. right they're pick and choose. They do pick and choose, and they can be brutally honest oh, yeah. with no apology. Wait till you get like a thirteen-year-old. Oh my gosh! A few year, a couple of years ago, I was <laughs> Zoe was talking with me, and she's like, "Mom, how old are you?" And it was when I was I had just turned thirty, mm. so I was like, "I'm 30. and she was just like, "I liked you better when you were twenty-nine. <laughs> oh. Who right. does that? She just went right for the heart. <laughs> they, that's what they do. They go right. They're like, mm, no filter. Here we go. How can I ruin this person's day? <laughs> yeah, that's what she went for. Yeah, it almost killed me. But Well, that's just not true. She was just saying that. She was just saying that. Cause, and she erased all of that with her comment last night of me being pretty. So She's smart. She is a smart one. She's got you wrapped around her little finger. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, she kills me. She actually, so her and Sean went to Calgary, and yeah. they just got back a couple days ago. I saw that picture. I thought it was Halifax for a second, and then I realized it was Calgary. And I was like, oh, Halifax is coming up. <laughs> Anyways, back to Calgary. Calgary. She took a whole bunch of pictures, and like, she's nine years old. Okay, mm-hmm. and like she's still getting familiar with the camera. The pictures that she took were breathtaking. Yeah, she has an eye for photography. She's gonna be a pro. She's gonna be a pro. She blew me away. Cause it only takes what is it ten thousand hours? Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Ten thousand hours. Yeah. She's according to Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Blink. Is uh, it in his book Blink or? It was in Outliers, I believe. Okay. But it may be in reference in, in a few of his books. I've only read Outliers and David versus Goliath. Ooh, how are they? Good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, they were they were they were really cool. They were um I li- I think I liked Outliers a bit more. Okay. Whenever I think of those I think of I don't think there was Malcolm Gladwell, but The Alchemist. I need oh. to read The Alchemist again. And anyone's listening, you should read The Alchemist. The Alchemist. I haven't read that. Yeah. I'm looking for more reading. I'm trying to expand my intellectual horizons. I just bought, because uh, it was on sale, a <laughs> book of Confucius quotes. Oh, yes? <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. See, I've been getting into um, older philosophers and mm-hmm. reading their, their work. Right now, I, I've been getting into Rumi. I don't know who that is. I should. He's sound like, like an expert right now. Oh, yes, Rumi. Right. Right, yeah. Rumi. Yeah. He was like seven. Oh, no. He'd be like 700 now. He might be. I wanted to say 1700s, but actually I think it's 1300s. Oh, I'm butchering this. But he was a... Hope there's no Rumi fans out there. Right? I'm so sorry to all you Rumi fans. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've immediately lost these fans. <laughs> but he's fascinating. And one of the things that I found very interesting about him is that... So he was, I believe, primarily Buddhist. However, when he died, people of all religions gathered because the wisdom that he had to offer went beyond his own religion. It was universal. It was universal, and everybody appreciated it. That's really cool. I find that incredibly inspiring. I feel like that's that's true wisdom. 100%. He's he's touching on something that's... Connecting with human beings. Yes. Not a 
I don't know. Well, I won't get into it with religion. Uh, <laughs> I grew up Catholic. Yeah, yeah. And I was like the whole, I was a, um, what is that thing? Altar server. What? Altar boy? Altar boy. <laughs> I was an altar boy. Don't worry. I was not touched. <laughs> you can cut that out if you need to. I don't really know the audience. Um, and uh, I was. All, I also taught Sunday school for a bit, too. You did? And then I got a $1,000 scholarship from that church. Thank you very much. Put in my work. But I don't know. I just, um, or like I believed it wholeheartedly until I think grade nine, kind of when the internet started to come about and then it's like you find out about all these other religions all these other philosophies and i'm like well hold the phone <laughs> it seems like this is just geographic right now so like maybe i should take a step back and not think that i know it all oh and uh and now i'm just you know questioning everything trying to figure shit out that's where i'm at hmm. i grew up christian and oh yes you did oh yes i did <laughs> And I've, um, and it's still something that I, I hold very, like, it's very important to me, Mm -hmm. but it was also one of those things where it's kind of like, well, like, why do I believe that this is the ultimate answer? Right. So now I need to look into everything And like, number wise, we're wrong. If we're going to go like, I'm pretty sure Islam is number one. Oh, really? In terms of population. Oh, I, like, I would know. Fact check me on that one. I don't really know. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I mean, I would consider myself spiritual mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, I, I mean, we talked about the universe. I mean, I think this is off the pod. But right. just it, it reflects the energy that you that you put out into the world kind of thing. Mm. So I don't really know what's out there. I don't know if it's a being, like a lot of, of our ancestors have decided on, or mm. it's this, I don't know, celestial power. Mm. But I, I, I certainly don't want to rule it out. I mean, I, you're talking about like atheists. You're like, there's nothing. You die, and then you're in the dirt forever. <laughs> and it's like, why? Well, like, I guess you could think that, but that doesn't. That's not. That's no fun. <laughs> yeah, that's no. That's not fun. Come on, guys. Like, there's. <laughs> you're uh, just being a fun ruiner, right? Like, come on. There could be more to it, but yeah. I don't know. There could be. All I know is that I'm just not gonna rule anything out. Mm. I, I like that. Hmm. I feel like as far as like um, religion and belief goes, the thing is that you need to always be searching, always looking, mm-hmm. always thinking. Like you can't rule things out. Definitely not. It's a pursuit. It's a lifelong pursuit. Absolutely. And and I will say like in, in defense of religion, there's certainly it certainly provides a sense of community and belonging and yes. purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe we kind of find ourselves in this day and age a little bit, I don't know, lost in a sense, because we're, we're questioning that now. We're like, well, wait a second. Like, I mean, I I grew up and I was told, you know, we got it all figured out. Mm. You know, you just, you, you, you go to church every Sunday, you you go to school, you're a good Christian, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you have a family, grow old, you die, you go to heaven. Yes. You just hang out there for eternity, apparently. <laughs> that seems a little long. <laughs> and and so after I kind of was like, I don't know if that's what it, it I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I think it's like, oh, shit. Well, then what what is the meaning of all this? And that mm. can be like pretty daunting. Yes. It's terrifying. Mm. And one thing I talked about this a little bit on 
uh, when I was on your podcast, just like becoming very aware of like how dark I am. It's like I've spent so much time growing up believing that I'm like better than I am. Do you know what I mean? Cause I think that I think this is something that can happen to people who've grown up in Christian families. Like you kind of are like, oh, I'm not like, but I'm pretty good. Like I follow the rules. Yeah, I'm holier <laughs> than thou. <laughs> or is that the saying? I don't know. It is. That's you nailed it. And honestly, like now that I am starting to be more realistic with myself, that's a mentality that I've had. Mm. I'm starting to just realize that there's so many, like you look at all these terrible things that happen in the world and you're kind of like, before I'd be like, how could they ever do that? Right. But it's kind of like, well, now I'm becoming very aware of the fact that if I lived the life that they lived, I'd be doing the same thing. Right. And Big then time. all of a sudden my opinion of myself it's not so high anymore. <laughs> but uh, you can't think that way because it's like, well, we can get so wrapped up in the world's problems and think that, well, we don't, why do we deserve, you know, the wet? Why do we get to grow up in Canada and, and we won this like weird birth lottery that we grow up in a pretty free country? I'd say we're like near the top in terms of uh, opportunities. Obviously, mm-hmm. we still got to few things to work out, a couple kinks here and there. Mm. But it's like, you know, that that classic saying, oh, like, you're going to throw out that food? Like, there's children starving all yes. over the place. Yeah. And it's like, well, true, but at the same time, I've got to keep moving forward. And like, yeah, I shouldn't throw out that food, and I should be more mindful, but if I'm just thinking about everything that's going wrong in the world, then I won't have time to make my good in the world. That's a good point. Yeah. You try. What <laughs> you try. I think we got some serious condensation here. <laughs> it's warm. It's a warm one. Beautiful night. Once again, I'd like to reiterate that. Mm, beautiful night. We're going to have to hit the trampoline after this. I know. Oh, I have somewhat bad news. Uh-oh. I don't know how long I can jump on it because the last time I was on a trampoline and I realized I suppressed this out of my memory until tonight when I was driving out here. It was... Well, we're coming up on two years now. Two years this October. <laughs> I went to Southeast Asia. And first stop was in Bangkok because I have family over there. Oh, cool. Shout out Rob, Pon, Lindsay. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my fam. And you can cut that. Shout out my fam <laughs> in, uh, in Bangkok. And so we stayed. Uh, they, they have three kids, three, three young girls under actually like similar ages to your kids. And they were like, let's go to the, what is it called? Get Air, but like whatever it is in Bangkok. And okay. I was like, oh, sick. Yeah, I love trampolines. And I pulled something in my back. And for the three months I was traveling in Southeast Asia, oh, I was no. just dying. Oh, no. And then it was like, I don't know if I'm not healing because all of these beds are rock hard or <laughs> what, but this is rough. Oh, that's brutal. I know. But I'm a trooper, and I'm still going to do it tonight. Okay, cool. I don't care. <laughs> May even try and pull off a backflip. The last time I was on, I, I did a backflip. Did you? I did, yeah. It's so, it's like, I think this is going to work, and then all of a sudden your feet are landing, and you're like, yes, not dead. <laughs> yeah, you're just hoping that you don't land on your neck. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I haven't perfectly landed on my feet yet. Oh, really? Really. Yeah. I, what do you land on? I land on like my knees. Because we're talking. Because <laughs> we're talking. Yeah. Not my neck. My knees. Your I knees. land on my knees. Okay. You know what's weird? What? Can't I can't do front flips. I twist a bit. Really? Yeah. Because those are supposed to be easier. I know. And I think I used to be able to do them. And then, you know, you get the yips. <laughs> and now I just go right every time. Interesting. So if I, I sometimes I can pull off a misty flip. What's a misty flip? It's like a, a shout out 1080 snowboarding. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> lean air. It's like a front flip with a twist. That makes sense. Yeah. Mick oh, twist. I want to see this. Oh, geez. <laughs> Break my neck out here after optimistically depressed, <laughs> optimistically dead, optimistically not with us anymore. Yeah, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Ruth's uh, not going to be doing the podcast anymore. She has a lawsuit on her hands. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I actually have a bad experience with bouncy ca- bouncy castles. Oh really? Yeah, for my daughter's fifth birthday, and we we turn this into a tradition for every child's fifth birthday. We get a bouncy castle. We rent a bouncy castle, mm-hmm. and so I was psyched when we got the bouncy oh, castle. Naturally, right? And it got set up, and then we were obviously there early to decorate for the birthday party, but naturally, when the bouncy castle gets set up, you have to test it out. Obviously. So I was on there with two of my friends. We're bouncing and like third bouncing, sprained my ankle like bad. It was oh a, no. a bad like pop. <laughs> yeah, like it popped so loud. Ooh. And I like was so I was laying down and I was just like I was laughing because I was in disbelief because I knew immediately that I sprained. I'd sprained it before. So I was very like familiar with that sound yeah. and feeling. Uh, yeah. And I was like, ah, I sprained my ankle and. Everyone was kind of laughing at me. I was like, yeah, I know, hilarious. But seriously, yeah, sprained my ankle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like really badly. Really like, bad. need help to get off this, guys. <laughs> Why are you guys still laughing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually a few people afterwards admitted that they were, they didn't actually take me seriously. Oh, just because I was laughing. They? Well, that's true. It's because, yeah, Ruth's I was hysterical laughing. again. What is this, the Phantom of the Opera all over again? <laughs> yeah. But I had to like I ended up going to two two doctors because I went to a doctor like a day after it happened and they're like yeah you sprained your ankle you got to get crutches and then I got like I started to kind of walk on it again because the first time I sprained sprained my ankle which wasn't as bad they were like you should start walking on it as soon as you can so mm. I started walking on it again it got way worse really what that's got to be a, that's dated yeah uh, I was a teen. Because, so like, if you got ligament damage, you got to stay off that shit, don't you? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. As I now I'm know. Not. Anyway, with my most recent experience, yes. <laughs> you do have to stay off of it. Yeah. But I was going off of what I learned when I was, like, 16, so. Yeah, that is dated knowledge. <laughs> yeah. It made it so much worse. And, like, I had three kids at that point, like, and one of them was very young. Mm. And so I you was... You got to be mobile ch- with the right. little ones. Yeah. And so, like, there were many days where I was like, my ankle hurts so much, but, like, I got to just ignore this because I have to, like, take care of these kids. Mm. So I was walking on it, kind of running on it. Oh, you're like that mom picking up the car from the, the babies <laughs> and <then it> stuck <laughs> underneath. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly <laughs> what I was. It made it so much worse. I had to go back to my doctor. I had to go to my doctor. 
And I was like, I don't understand. Like, it's like so much worse <laughs> than it was when I first heard it. She was like, yeah, because you sprained it really badly <laughs> and you haven't been taking care of it. Like, <laughs> duh. Do you know how this works? You have to like heal these things. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get a walking cast for oh. like at least a month. It was ridiculous. Did you have the boot for a bit too? I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the boot. I had to get the boot, walking not a walking yeah, cast, yeah. a boot. Um, like walking cast. Ooh, what's that? Yeah, like boot. <laughs> Das Boot. Is that Das Boot? And uh, it was uh, it was fun. So many people made fun of me, and it was funny, but also hurt my feelings because <laughs> it was like I know I hurt myself jumping on a bouncy castle, <laughs> but this is so inconvenient, and I'm so discouraged, and my feelings are hurt. <laughs> oh jeez, how'd you hear a bounce a b- b- bar at at the bar at the bar at the bar? <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> yeah, it was rescuing a baby. <laughs> Yes, I was climbing up a tree. There were like a family of cats, <laughs> and I had no other choice. Yeah, and then I jumped twenty feet to <laughs> safety with the cats. Sacrificed my ankle. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then the cats all ran off and didn't even thank me. <laughs> Typical cat behavior. Typical, exactly. The card's like that's right. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't, it's been like half an hour almost, and we haven't even gotten into. Whoopsies. <laughs> Tell me your dark secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. I know, I'm just in the chat mode because I was serving this afternoon. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in the chat mode because. Because Ruth's stay drunk, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are gone. Kids are gone. No more responsibility. <laughs> no more responsibility. Yeah. Well, what do you want to know, Ruth? I'm an open book. You're an open book? Oh, yeah. Have you had any encounters with mental illness personally? Absolutely. Tell me about it. Well, I'm 30 now, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. 60 and 30 more years, as Ruth <laughs> pointed out. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome. So I guess, uh, well, let's go back to, um, you know, growing up. And, mm-hmm. and it, I did have a great childhood, but it was, you know, that, that Christian childhood, that, that one size fits all. You know, you go to school, you go to university, you get your education, then you enter the workforce, and you find your significant other, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, have kids. And ever since I was... I mean, I think I remember the movie Hook. Do you remember that movie? I love that movie. Right? And yeah. and the the Neverland Boys, whatever they're called. The Lost Boys? No, Lost that's Boys. a different. Is that what they are? The yeah, Lost yeah. Boys? Yeah. And they do that like we never I never want to grow up, all that stuff. And I was like, neither do I. Cuz it sounds like shit. <laughs> and I I always had this inclination that I was still like even, I was like even when I'm in my 20s, like I'm still not going to I'm not going to know what I want. I'm not going to, I'm just going to be still lost. Like I I can feel it if I still, if I stay on this path and, you know, I stayed on that path. Whoops. (laughs) And, uh, and I went to Dalhousie after, uh, after high school Mm. because, um, you know, my parents were like, you know, take, go to Dal, take science. Doesn't close any windows. Like close a door on my face, but that's fine. (laughs) And, uh, and it was fine. I mean, I lived at home. Which I don't recommend. <laughs> Go live in the dorms. Like 
if you live at home when you're going to university, it's like living out of the city and going to like a high, like it just sucks. You're <laughs> on the other side of the bubble. I don't care how cool you are or how charming you are. It's a lot easier to make friends with the person who literally lives in the same hallway as you <laughs> than people off campus. I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I'm not upset. <laughs> Obviously not. Not at all. No. I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to Dow and I just, uh, I just kind of became lost completely like I, I became really discouraged I mean I grew up you know with a, a lot of friends a lot most things came easily to me it's sports whatever school never had to work hard for anything like that so I knew that's not where I was gonna find my happiness and I, but I wasn't sure where it was necessarily mm. so I got kicked out of Dow after my first year because I would just I wouldn't go to class. Like I would get, I remember my dad would drop me off in the morning. Sorry, Jimbo, if you're going to be listening to this. And I would just go into the library and put my head down in the stacks and go to sleep instead of going to class. Mm. And then there's, I, I don't know why. I mean, it wasn't like it was difficult to go to class. Mind you, the chemistry building was hot as hell. That's why I didn't go to that class. <laughs> oh my goodness. I run hot if anyone's wondering. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, I would just I wouldn't go to class, and I just I was just completely out of my element. I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I tried out for the soccer team with a good friend of mine who we both went to Dow together, and he made the team, and I didn't make the team. I think that was mm. that was uh, heavy on on my shoulders, and uh, and he kind of well, we were best friends, and he joins the team, and he you know he, as a soccer team or any sports team, you become that little small community mm-hmm. and once again I'm on the outside right. and I was like oh geez like I'm just completely lost I don't really have any friends anymore you know not to say that he completely dished me like he would always invite me to come out but I still felt like I'm on the outside looking in mm-hmm. and like I can make friends pretty easily but it needs to be in the right environment like I'm not like super outgoing at that at start at the first get-go I guess at the mm-hmm. well, English, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of people, you know, they're like, hi, I'm, I'm Mark. Hi, 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 hi. Like, nice to meet you. Like, that's not me. Mm. Like, I got to be hanging out with people for a few times, and then, then I'll, you know, open up a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I never really got that opportunity living at home and not on the soccer team, and that just led to just not trying in school. And I got kicked out of Dow once, took a year off. I was going to travel, never did it. Went back to Dow. Same old story. Got mm-hmm. kicked out again. It's going to travel. Didn't. And then I had to write a letter and have an interview with Dow to get in that third time. Which at this point, it's like, Mark, what are you doing? This clearly isn't for you. Like, stop forcing the issue. Mm. But it's all I knew. It was like, you know, you got to get that university education. Mm. So I went back the third time. And that third time was definitely the worst time. And I just remember, you know, staying up all night, playing video games or whatever, and then sleeping all day and just having absolutely no power to do anything else. Mm. And it was, it was really tough because that's not, I don't really define myself as someone who struggles with mental illness. Mind you, we all do from time to time. Right. But it was really new for me. Like growing up, I was, you know, 
very happy-go-lucky kid. So this first time in my 20s, I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm sweating all the time. Like, I'm going into new environments and just, like, I'm drenched. So now I'm discouraged to go into new environments. Like, I remember going to classes and I'd just be like, oh, my God. Like, the pit stains down to the, the waist. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just not go to class again. Got kicked out the third time. Nice. Hey third time's a charm. Right? Yeah. Triple threat. <laughs> and at that point, they were like, listen, but <laughs> you're not allowed back for five years. And not only that, you're not allowed to go to any other university in Canada for five years. Whoa. Yeah. That must have hurt. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, so I can't fake that interview anymore <laughs> to get back in early? No, you cannot. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, no, like, what do I do? And then there's the pressure from, you know, my dad, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the best, but he's very traditional, and he had that pressure from his dad. I know he wanted to be a teacher and ended up being a lawyer. And he ended up getting to teach a little bit of law at Dow, but I know he just he wanted to just help kids. He just wanted to pass on the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now he's a very serious lawyer. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he was like, third time, I was like, okay, well, you got to find something. You got to find, like, go to NSCC, like, see if they'll let you in. Mm. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll do it, do it. So, and and that third time that I got kicked out, I kicked out right after the first semester. I didn't even last a full year. (laughs) They're like, get the fuck out of here, you (laughs) dirtbag. And uh, and so I was like, hey, I'll go over to NSCC. Like, sure, why not? At this point, NSCC was, you know, it was up and coming, but it was still like, hey, Um, but I had a friend who had just gone and I had a, um, a couple of friends, I guess, who, who had attended for the, the two year business diploma and they're like, yeah, it's great. So I headed over to my old high school <laughs> to get my high school marks so I could apply. Nice. <laughs> At this point, I think I'm 24, 24, 25, something like that. Mm-hmm. Got to see a few old teachers again. That was pretty funny. I was like, sup, you guys didn't do anything for me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Oh, AP Bio, fuck off. <laughs> um, so I, I applied to NSCC, and I was like, I've never been to any university before in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I took six years off. Here's my high school marks. <laughs> and I got in, and I really enjoyed it because I realized one of the biggest things for me, like, I do things for others. Like, even when I was growing up, elementary school, junior high, high school, I was only there and, and applying minimal effort. Because I knew those were the expectations, and I wanted—I didn't want to let my parents down, and at the same time, I didn't want to let my teachers down because I had really good relationships with the majority of my teachers growing up. Like, I can remember pretty much all of them for every grade. I don't know if that's normal or not. Who knows? Whatever. And <laughs> that same environment was happening over at NSCC. It was smaller classrooms. It was, you know, it wasn't professors. It was people who had just come out of the industry, so they're new to teaching as well. And it was just a lot of a lot of dialogue back and forth, and, and a lot of healthy dialogue. And I was like, okay, like I want to try for these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, beer's good, by the way. <laughs> and I want, and I just want to, you know, put on a good show, I guess. So, and there's still some of the uh, teachers that I had over there, or profs. I don't know what they're called. Faculty, sure. I still meet up for coffee once in a while, which wow. reminds me, Luella. 
gotta get coffee with you soon. Sorry, <laughs> forgot. Anyways, um, and so I finished that diploma in two years. Uh, joined the Enactus team with NSCC, which is like a, a worldwide organization. They're present at a lot of universities across the world, and they enact change through entrepreneurial action, social change, whatever it may be. So I joined that, and that was actually Luella, one of my teachers who, who championed that at, at an SEC. She's the best. Shout out Luella, by the way. <laughs> one of my guests, actually, on Brand New View, if you want to check out, she was the second guest. Oh, okay, cool. I'll yeah. check that out. She was really, really good story, actually. Okay. And um, so enacted. So we won regionals, like our, our project. We pitched at Atlantic's with, you know, St. Mary's and Dow, all these other big schools, and, and we won out of all of them. So we got to go to Toronto and and present in front of, you know, big wigs, as they say, you know, <laughs> of the banking world mostly. Uh-huh. Banks are super interested in an act, I don't know why. <laughs> and, um, and it was awesome. It was a good experience. I was like, hey, I kind of feel like I'm starting down the right path. And, you know, I was feeling better. I wasn't sleeping all day and, and gaming all night. Still gaming a fair amount. <laughs> but getting up in the mornings. <laughs> There we go. Right? Progress. Progress. And uh, and then after NSCC, there was still the pressure. You got to gotta get that university degree. Mm. You still got to do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess. Thinking back on it now, I'm like, I, I don't even need it. <laughs> but uh, they have a two-and-two two program with uh, a couple of schools. It's probably grown to even more now, but St. Mary's is one of them. And you go right into third-year business at St. Mary's. And I was like, sure. And I recommend that because, like, it's a lot cheaper to go to NSCC for those first two years. And you come out better for it. I think so. Those those connections you make at NSCC are, are, are priceless, as they say. I've, I've actually I've heard a lot of really great things about NSCC. And right. Yeah. Sorry for not letting you talk for, like, 30 minutes there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to get my one take a breath here. <laughs> But uh, I went over to SMU, and it was the same shit. I was not, I was like, this sucks. Like, these profs, I'm like, um, this marketing, like, really, I'm watching slides from the 1980s on marketing. Like, this does not apply. Like, this is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but I, you know, sucked it up, and I was like, well, I've come this far, and, I'll, and I got the degree. Oh, not by much. And not to say, like, I got, like, D's or anything like that, couple C's, some B's, a couple of A's. <laughs> but I was like, ooh, I, like, by the skin of my teeth, I got that degree. I had to make, I had to send a few emails towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it happen. Okay. And, uh, and finished and then went traveling. Can I go pee? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the washroom? So, yeah, after I finished, I graduated from SMU. And I should mention that throughout my 20s, I, I, well, I'm really good at like suppression, I guess, mm. or like really good at making it seem like, yeah, we're all good here <laughs> when it's the complete opposite. <laughs> and I think that's why I just like kept going back to Dal and, and, and kept getting kicked out because it was like I, I never made a change. I was just like, yep, just going to keep doing this. And, and I smoked a lot of weed. I feel like that definitely helped with not dealing with things and not being present. Right. <laughs> you know, I still dabble from time to time, but uh, <laughs> not nearly as much as I used to. Uh-huh. And uh, but yeah, after graduated from SMU, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta go travel." I was like, 
you were supposed to do this when you were like 19 after you got kicked out the first time. Like, <laughs> go travel. Like, this is the one thing that you actually wanted to do. Like, that that's your decision, no one else's. Mm-hmm. So I went over to Southeast Asia. Nice. And uh, as, as uh, or no, yeah, yeah, that was on the podcast. It's with my, uh, with my cousins and my, my aunt and uncle. Yes. Then I went on the trampoline and hurt myself or whatever. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to Thailand and Vietnam and Indonesia and Singapore as well. Wow. And it was just, I mean, you know, it's that classic. It's just that, that eye-opening experience. You have that culture shock and you realize like, there's so much more to this world than, than I thought there was. Like, there's so many lives being lived. And one of the big things I noticed was people, and, and not to downplay what's going on in Thailand. I mean, like, there's a lot of corruption, and, like, they have a king who just does whatever the hell he wants. And I can speak about him because we're not in Thailand right now. <laughs> Hope there's no Thailand users are going to be watching this, like, streaming it in their library and get in trouble. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> So um, sorry. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> but um, people have, you know, so much less by our standards, you know, so much less material go- goods, mm-hmm. but they seem so much more content. Yeah. There's purpose. They're, they're just so happy with their lives. And I was like, maybe we're, or, you know, for at least for, for me, maybe, maybe we're doing it wrong. Over, over in Western society. You know, we're so fixated on getting a new phone every year. Like, there's a new version of everything every year. And it's like, well, that that just doesn't seem right to me because that means we're just waiting for the next thing to make us happy. Mm. When, like, I think ha- happiness is just being present in the moment more than anything. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I mean, there's many, many different definitions of happiness. You know, they say happiness is happiness is the journey. Like, uh, happiness is not necessarily a destination. Yeah, I agree with that. It's funny that you're talking about this because it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, what happiness is. And because um, one thing that I always heard about growing up was, you know, like, well, there's happiness and joy and the comparison. And it's kind of like, I feel like that's just such a kind of shallow way of approaching it in a way. Mm. Cause just like, okay, yes, but we're not addressing the main issue, which is like that state of mind. It's like, okay, you know, if you're happy is a fleeting feeling, joy is what you have deep in your heart. Like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> just get out of, just leave. What do I got to say for to make you leave? <laughs> but it's like, okay, well, and sure, then I'll say joy. But like, how do you get there? And I know that, like, the religious part of me, you know, the Christian part of me, wants to be like, well, you find that in Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. okay, but please, like, we still need to go deeper because there's something that I, at least, am missing. Mm-hmm. Like, giving these kinds of Sunday school answers is not addressing the real issue for me like how do you what is it that you do what can I physically do to get there and now you're so you saying it's the journey I got so caught up in in that it's like 
well, if I just do this and this and this, I'll get there. And it's like, okay, well, what do I do when I get there? Because it's not human nature to feel content in one spot. I mean, for me at least. Yeah, same like, for me. I just want to keep moving and keep growing. And that's why this, you know, traditional life style, and, and it's not necessarily traditional. It's still the lifestyle of choice, you know, like you, you, you get your education, as I said, you, know, you get married, you have kids and, mm-hmm. and you, and you grow your family and, and you contribute to your community and things like that. But I'm just like, there's just so much out there and mm-hmm. so much to see and explore and learn about others and learn about yourself. And mm-hmm. I had this conversation with, um, uh, a, a woman I, I serve with and she's from, from Israel and she's just over here, um, or something. she's taking nursing or something. She knows how much I've been listening to her. <laughs> and um, she said, she made a good point. She was like, we, we came over here and there's like uh, a bunch of Israelis that are, are also over here and they want to like become this big group and you'll go out together and all that. And she's like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to meet new people and learn about new cultures. Like there's so much in meeting, like learning new perspectives and learning new lives, like it, you, you grow from that, and you, you gain knowledge, intelligence maybe, mm. as well from that, and and that's that's where I kind of realized I was like I can't live this traditional opposite of nomadic lifestyle, mm. whatever that word is. I was like, oh, nomadic, that's a good word, but that's the opposite of the word you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, opposite. Uh, Stationary, rooted, rooted. I want to uproot the roots. <laughs> I just want to like. I I just want to move around. I want to. I, I plans to travel hundred percent again. Mm-hmm. Trying to lay the foundation right now for a little bit because you can't be delusional. I mean, you've got to set yourself up for the future. You're not young forever. Mm. When you're old, oh god, face app. <laughs> You're obviously not as mobile, and, and you need that support, and I don't want others to have to support me when I'm older. I want to be able to build something for myself, which is you know, what I'm trying to do with podcasting and the media and all that. But at the same time, like, we have no idea what life is yet. We have no idea. There's so many things out there. Like, We haven't even left. We barely left our planet. There's a whole universe out there, and maybe multiple universes. I don't know. Once again, not going to rule anything out. But not going to commit to anything, because then I'd be a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) And I say crazy in a very loose and lighthearted way. Yes, not in the offensive way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, like... I get I get a little uh, liberal with the use of that word because I feel like I've felt like I am crazy for so long that it's kind of like you're allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say it. That's <laughs> our word. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I think it's still <laughs> I've, I've 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 said it to some people and they're like I don't like using that word. It's just like oh I'm sorry. Are we losing another one? No, <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble with the PC police. Yeah, you were totally in so much trouble. Uh oh. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, but I'm diagnosed. (laughs) (laughs) They told me I was crazy at the hospital. (laughs) Like, that's actually a thing, so I shouldn't joke about that. Like, 
I mean, no, it didn't happen to me, but like. It happened to me. There you go. See? Yeah. I've had a, I've actually had a breakdown to the point where I had to go to the hospital. I've almost been there. Yeah? Tell me about it. Well, let's get back into, uh, sorry, I hate when that happens, right? Here, yeah. if you press. Thank you, kind sir. You already knew that, didn't you? No, I didn't, oh. actually. No, I didn't. Moves know with it. You just learned me. You learned me. I learned ya. <laughs> so, yeah, I came back after those uh, those three months exploring the world. Or not the world, Southeast Asia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still plenty of world to explore. Mm. And um, the whole plan before I left was I, I got a marketing degree, and so I was like, you know, go travel and get it out of your system, as they say, and then, you know, enter the machine. And uh, so I came back, and it was in January of 2018. Yep. January of 2018 <laughs> that I got back. Dead of winter. Good job, Mark. Maybe don't come back from, from paradise <laughs> when it's minus fucking 15. Oh, my God. And winter actually waited for me. Like, it didn't start. I don't know if you remember winter 2018, but it didn't start till the end of January. Yeah. It was like, don't worry. We'll wait. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Hey. We got you. (laughs) And it didn't leave till like April. That was ridiculous. Anyways, that's beside the point. But uh, so I came back and I was like, oh, I have a lot of questions now. And like, I don't even know. And I was just, I had this new anxiety that I had never had before. And it was like this, like, I need to move. I need to do something. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just ah, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you know, pretty good at suppressing it. So (laughs) I... uh, Got a job in the marketing world after a few months of just, you know, roughing it at my parents. <laughs> <laughs> rough, real rough times in, in Westmount. Yeah. Not Montreal, Westmount, just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Westmount, <know>. Halifax. <laughs> okay, thank you for the clarification. Also pretty respectable in its own way. Um, <laughs> I digress. Um, so I got back and, yeah, after the three months, got a job with a marketing firm. Well, not really a marketing firm. It was a magazine, a trade magazine. And they were like, you're going to be a market researcher. And I was like, cool, that sounds fun. Like, I'll, They're like, you're going to look up different construction companies and manufacturing companies, and you'll get a hold of them and see if uh, we they want us to write about them, uh, write articles about the great work they're doing. And I was like, sure, why not? It's a good starter job. Get in the industry. It was a nice, like, uh, cool office. There was a ping pong table. And, oh, well and that automatically makes it a cool right? office. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a front. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was also a, the it deception. Was a glorified call center. But <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, the researching and the marketing part of, of my title uh, were non existent. I was just calling, like, you'd, you'd spend a half hour of the end of your day looking up new companies. And by looking up new companies, I mean typing in construction in Google and finding companies and then searching that company in the database to see if they've been bothered by us yet. <laughs> and if they haven't, all right, let's go. Call up the CEO. Obviously not going to get them on the phone. I'm going <laughs> to leave answering me- like messages on the answer machine all day, every day. And that's what it was. And you get a hold of one human being like once or twice a day. Ouch. And I was like, oh, no. I remember coming home like the first day. I mean, I, I barely got through like training. It was just so much like overcome with anxiety. I was like, I'm going to cry. 
I'm just going to cry. I'm going to do it. Don't care. <laughs> and I got home that night and I just bawled. I remember I had, to, I had to walk around my neighborhood with my dad, like just, just to calm myself down. Like, and, and I thought, you know, once again, kind of just not necessarily suppressing it, but just explaining it away. I was like, well, you know, it's a new, it's your first real job. Like, obviously you're going to have nerves, yada, yada. And so I went back the next day and it was the same. And, and, and it kept happening and happening. And like the, the rewards from that job were, you know, closing a deal. Like you get on the phone, they say, yes. You know, you get your whole script that you got to say, like, yeah, we're interested in this. So you set up a, a second call and it's all fucking it's big ball of deception. It's <laughs> like, we can just do this right now. I'm actually just setting up another call. So it seems more important, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is not it for me like I I can't continue with this I was like if the way I put it I was like if this job disappeared tomorrow nobody would fucking notice and I was like I can't do this anymore so I think I was uh, almost a month in and I was like mom dad no just kidding I was like mom <laughs> I'm not I can't do this like I have to quit so I went in one morning and like once again, they're great people, like mm-hmm. young, young crowd. And that's why it was kind of tough. But I went and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I got to I gotta do my own thing. Sorry, guys. So I quit and went back to serving. At this point, I had arranged a serving job behind the scenes. Mm. So I just slid right back into that. Danica Hahn, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started serving. And that's when I kind of was like, you should, you know, you've got to do something on your own. Like you, you can't work in an office. You can't work normal, normal hours. Like that's just not who you are. And you have to be okay with that. That was the biggest thing. It was like being okay with not being normal air quotes, everyone. (laughs) And yeah. And so that's kind of where I started getting into podcasting. Ah. It was actually my mother who came up with the idea. Seriously. Yeah. She was like, you know, you always like, you're a good talker and, and you get along with people you're really personable yeah. and you're like you always said that you wanted to be like a sports commentator or whatever that sports caster mm-hmm. and she was like and there's this guy's name's Lewis House. I don't know if you know who Lewis House is no he uh similar story ish to me you know he went to grew up you know as an athlete and everything came easy and he went to university as an athlete and then afterwards he actually had an injury where he had to retire from he was a, a wide receiver of football down in the states and so he finished he graduated and then he spent a year on his sister's coach because he was just i don't know what to do with my life like what am i doing and he decided he was like okay i don't know what i want to do but there's a lot of people out there that do and i'm gonna go find them so he did like a shitload of we let swear. I didn't even ask. I'm swearing forever. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're like, oh, how do I tell him that this is not explicit? Um, and he did uh, a lot of networking and and made friends or acquaintances with like huge important people. Like there was like the CEO of Reebok. People like that's not an important person. Anyways. <laughs> And like other companies, you know, big, massive CEOs. And so his idea was, I'm going to go talk to them and see how they, you know, what they did. What's their formula to get to the top? And he started a podcast called The School of Greatness. And my mom was like, why don't you go and, and, and start your own kind of podcast? But, you know, search out people that are similar to you, like lost, but 
feel like they they can find they want to find a different track in life and and the alternative track I suppose. So I was like, okay, I'll go find those people that are living life on their own terms. You know, the self starters, those entrepreneurs, those Ruth McMullins. Oh, you! Ah, <laughs> snuck it in. <laughs> And, and interview them and, and get their perspective and, and, and learn new things. And Brand New View was born. How long have, has that podcast been going for now? The, jeez, uh, uh, when did we launch? December of 2018. Mm-hmm. But th- I guess we start. I remember I was, I was looking at a video on my phone. I bought, purchased the first two mics at the end of August. There was a significant amount of prep, which is very uncharacteristic for me. Yeah. Because I was a crammer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I would wait to the last minute for everything, yeah. which is why I still haven't wrote my business proposal. Fuck. Because there's no <laughs> deadline. <laughs> very difficult. I need someone to put a. I'm like, I will shoot you if you don't have this business proposal <laughs> done in the next week. I'm like, all right. And I'd still wait till the last day and then do it. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm a procrastinator as well. I'm lucky I, like, Sean is a self-starter. Mm. Like, all my success, I just throw back to him. <laughs> oh, so humble. I, well, Sean's a self-starter? Oh, we should have him on Brand New View. <laughs> you should. <laughs> we, it's in the works. We just can't have you two so close to get now. I'm showing. Who cares? <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, it feels like I'm going down the right path now. And and to clarify, like there's there's so many paths in life. Like you don't just go down one path. Like there's there's a, the path to the left that you can take for a bit, and then you come back maybe to your main path, or you never come back to your main path, and you just you go wherever you feel you should go. I feel like I've spent so much time trying to look for the blueprint. Mm. And now There's I'm no blueprint. Yeah, like that's where I'm finally starting to come to. I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's no blueprint. Especially now. I mean, with the knowledge, we, it was, and I don't want to discount the last generation. They were great. Oh, of course. No question. But they I feel us. like they <laughs> made us. Hey, they made the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was... And maybe I'm generalizing, but I think it was a lot easier to go on about your life when, you know, it was very closed off, so to speak. You, you didn't have the Internet, so you didn't know what was going on in other parts of the world. You didn't know that there were these other ideologies, or the, these other philosophies or anything like that. So you could just like, grow up in, in, your, in your Roman Catholic home, and, and that's, that's just how it went. Like, that was the way it goes because we don't know any alternative. And that kind of goes back to like, hey, guys, we figured it out. <laughs> I know we just had all those wars forever, but <laughs> this is where we figured it out. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Nailed down. Nailed it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I mean, I think it was now that we have all this knowledge at our, at our fingertips, mm. literally, <laughs> and we have all these different cultures that are, you know, either immigrating to Canada or, you know, we're seeing in the news or whatever. And it's like, okay, there's just so much more. There's so many different types of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little overwhelming. Absolutely. <laughs> sweating, <laughs> sweating again. Me too, actually. It is so overwhelming. <laughs> it's just, 
terrifying, <laughs> terrifyingly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's okay. And that's actually another, probably the only mental illness I deal with now is just like the anxiety sweats. <laughs> oh. I, oh my gosh. How am I doing? Oh, I you can't know see anything. Uh, can you see anything? Oh no, you're good. I'm good? Yeah. I feel moist. My thighs. <laughs> right now. Oh my god, mine too. Like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 both stand up from our chairs or be little pools of yes, absolutely. butt sweat on there. <laughs> Whoops. I hope these weren't stained recently. Because <laughs> I just stained them again. <laughs> it's so nice not to be alone in this. Right? And but I'm that's a th- th- I'm a thigh sweater. Yeah. I used to be underarms and now it's moved. I, I use that dry saw shit for a while. Yes, me too. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> let's just put some aluminum yeah, <laughs> under aluminum our arms. It'll be there. fine. That's like, fine. Yeah. Like let's not be the alternative is sweating. Like I just want to poison myself. That's way better. <laughs> way better. But yeah. um I man, we all sweat. And that's another thing. Like, we need to stop pretending. Like, I feel like so often in society, there's like this elephant in the room, whether it's sweating or or just like whatever, nothing's really coming to mind, but like no one wants to talk about it. And it's like, we're all in this boat together. Like, let's celebrate that we're just fucking imperfect, weirdo, human being, whatever. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I've and like, just to go back to the sweating, I've been a sweater all my life. Sainsies. And it's so, embar- it was so embarrassing. And it wasn't until high school that I had a conversation with my brother where he was like, I sweat too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're in this together. Like you don't raise your arm in class, not because you don't know the uh, answer. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Just don't. <laughs> just keep my, my mm. elbow to my hip. You got the paper <laughs> towel in. It's like, yes. ooh, you have big muscles under your arms. <laughs> no. no. It's paper towel. <laughs> Going to the bathroom and using toilet paper to try to just like sop up yep. all the extra yep. sweat in your, Absolutely. In your shirt. I'm just going to leave that there for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm totally. And then, and then I did dry salt for a while and I was like, this is fantastic. I don't sweat anymore. But then I was like, oh yeah, Alzheimer's. <laughs> what? all that aluminum. Apparently that can oh, help. Oh fuck. Right? I thought the, uh, no, I just moved to other areas of my body, like my forehead. <laughs> and the yeah. aforementioned thighs. Thighs. Uh, yeah. Thighs for me. And since I stopped using dry salt, armpits are back. Oh, and yeah. Back with a vengeance. Back with a vengeance. They're making up for lost <laughs> And then, And then right above my top lip. Oh, sweat off your mustache. brow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, that's... Is, it, is that like the... Crowed. Cupid's no. bow? Whatever. Cupid's bow. Never that's heard that like before. The pointy like part of your lips. Mm, <laughs> where the dip okay. is. That's so you Cupid's have a very bow. nice Cupid's bow. I I I have Thank a beard, so, so I don't have one. It's a little hidden. Yeah, your mm. bow is hidden. It's not as pronounced. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, all that sweats for me. I like I'm sweaty. I'm a sweaty mess. Me too. Yeah. I when I go out, I have to be like what color pants can I wear tonight? That well, exactly. You have to think it all through. Oh, black. Okay, sounds Black's good. Black's great. Yeah. <laughs> black is back, folks. Yeah. The color. All oh, these, geez. All these Digging a hole here. Colored pants. What are you doing to me? I know, and I still go out and buy like gray pants. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you saw your gray shirts from when you were younger. Yeah. You can't sit for a long period of time in those pants. I know. Absolutely. It's like I go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> and like, 
another thing will happen is, and this is kind of like the the anxiety when someone's talking to me uh-huh. and I have to like think about stuff and like, if I'm, am I getting this right? Like, I don't even know. And then it's like, I'm getting hotter. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's torturous. It, it really is. Especially because you just are convinced that you're alone. You're thinking that you're the only person in the conversation who is sweating as much as you are. I remember those commercials that they would put out. It's like, oh, you gross pit stains. Like you're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just preying on our insecurities. Uh, damn corporations. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cruel. It is. And it's like, yeah, I, I it definitely ruined shirts. That sucks. Like this white shirt's got I don't know, shelf life's on this. It's Yo, like two months, but absolutely. White shirts. Yeah. yeah I still buy them though. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't wear black as often because it's slimming and I'm slim enough as is, you know. Oh, yeah. You are a very slim, slim person. Yeah. I have like one shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing that I've become very aware of with myself is that I have very broad shoulders (laughs) and a small head. I didn't notice that. I know. It's something that people don't generally notice. Maybe it's because you're wearing hair over your shoulders. That's why I wear my hair down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Meditated, premeditated. <laughs> when I put my hair up, especially if it's just like up, like tight, I'm just like. There's and a shoulder. No, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, there they are. There they are. Huge <laughs> shoulders, small head. <laughs> that's terrible. No. Well, that's the thing. You're your own worst critic. Oh, yes, it's true. Always. Yeah, it's true. Because you, you see yourself every day. Like yeah. You have time to point out all of the bad things Mm -hmm. and it turns out it's not so bad yes Uh, yes and that's another thing i used to think that i wasn't too hard on myself um i think part of it was because i grew up just i never struggled with weight growing up like i was always just quite quite slim and even when i first started gaining weight uh like when you first get married there's that whole like you just kind of gain weight together for the first year or two and uh, I even then like I wasn't really aware of it because I was like yeah, I'm, I'm a slim person I'm I've always been slim and I just never really noticed that's until, never gonna like, change years later when I looked at the pictures and was like oh my gosh <laughs> what happened what happened there and then like I had our first kid and um like even then it was kind of like not too bad like I didn't really realize that like it was as much I had gained as much baby weight as I had um, and it wasn't until I started to finally kind of get older, all of a sudden, like that self-criticism, like just set right in. Mm. So earlier this year, because of stuff that happened with my family back in May, I gained weight, like my grief weight, as you might call it. Some people lose weight when they're really sad. Grief weight. You should uh, trademark that. I should. <laughs> grief weight. Trademarked by optimistically depressed. <laughs> that seems awesome. And then you can start making like grief shakes. <laughs> This will be sure to make you feel like ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to have to do that. Uh, yeah. To, we'll, we'll work on You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I all of a sudden, and, it, and again, it, it kind of snuck up on me until uh, Sean and I were going to go on a date one night and I went to pull out one of my dresses that. Um, has like a very like it's very unforgiving when it comes to one point in your waist and so i go to zip it up and mm. i zip it up part way and all of a sudden i was just like <laughs> i can't 
him up any further. Oh, dear what hap- Well, how did this dress get smaller? <laughs> did I put it in the dryer? Like, what happened? <laughs> and then I went to put on another dress for another event, and it didn't fit either. And then it was like, this has just gotten real. Oh, no. I had grief weight. Grief weight. But I mean, uh, it's like, it's better than like food weight. <laughs> I feel like grief weight you can just burn off with like anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> I did that. There we go. I got so much anxiety over the weight that I had gained that I immediately lost it all. Hey, <laughs> checks out, folks. It's a foolproof out. plan. <laughs> so there you go. All these mental illnesses and horrible things that happen in your life, they balance each other. Yeah, it's all about balance. Life is all about balance. <laughs> <laughs> gosh and I like tend to exercise until I feel better so I ran I run but I ran until I felt better which didn't happen fast enough so I hurt myself did you roll your ankle or sprain it again <laughs> no I just like strained a muscle or something so it was like I couldn't run anymore because I was like you, like ran a marathon by accident <laughs> by accident pretty much <laughs> like it was ridiculous and like with all the extra weight that I was hauling <laughs> More prone to injure myself. <laughs> that grief weight, I'll tell you. <laughs> It'll get you. It really does. It gets you. Oh, my gosh. And so um, Sean picked up a stationary bike and... Saw that. That baby. That baby. That bad boy. That bad boy. I started biking again the, um, recently. Yeah. I got it. Gotta stay active. All those people that live till they're like hundred and something, they're just like, well, I still go and pick the <laughs> grapes. Every morning I walk up the hill and it's like, oh, okay. So you just got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all those like, all those like old ladies in the Italian cities, like going to pick the olive branches. Like I still do it. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't even know, folks. I don't even know anymore. But this makes me think of, um, oh wait, okay, wait. This actually, the, the exercising thing t- ties into the sweating thing. Because I've oh, exercised with other friends, other friends that don't sweat as much as I do. Fuck them. Right? I, I mean, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Like, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Must be nice to not sweat through an entire set of clothes. Right? And that's what I do. Me too. Oh, my gosh. And, like, and biking is even worse than running. Oh. So, like, I will be biking yeah. eight minutes in. Stuff is sweating. Sweat is just dripping mm, off of doom, me. Doom. It's like, watch out behind me, folks. I, <laughs> I got a trail. It's a trail. Yeah, <laughs> you can actually track where I've been. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Ruth? I don't know. Just go outside and follow that sweat trail. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. And I will soak through my entire outfit. Same. I'll be, yeah. And same. this humidity, I mean, we live on the coast for all you international listeners out there. And it is humid as a motherfucker. And also, we don't have uh, spring anymore. It just jumps from 15 degrees to 28. <laughs> and then the humidity on top. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> My body can't adjust. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the hell? And that was another reason why I was like, I can't like work downtown in a suit. Like, that'll just oh. be my nightmare. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like no, no right. thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Next, please. That's another, like, why are we, what, what, who are we kidding? Like, we're all humans here. Why are we wearing suits? <laughs> yeah, I know not it's fooling anyone. Yeah, like, ah, uh, like. We all know that you eat ice cream on your couch and like, your underwear. Come on, we're all weird as hell when we go to our homes. Like, 
Mind you, when you wear a suit, you you feel pretty important. It's and I'm going to a wedding this weekend, so I will be wearing a suit. So mm. I don't want to bash my suit too much before I pop it on. It feels so good, actually. It right? Really does. Like, mm, dabber. <laughs> I went to this fancy schmancy event a few weeks ago. And yeah, I got like dressed it, dressed up, put some like extra effort into like everything. And I walked out in my heels and I was just like, oh, yeah, That's six right. inch bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You could hardly walk. <laughs> yeah. It felt fantastic. You didn't, r- didn't roll your ankle? Did not roll my ankle. That's a win then. It's a win. Yeah. No question. Absolutely. I danced in those babies. What? I did. That's yeah. impressive. Thank you very much. Like it's it's actually very uh, it goes unnoticed, just walking in heels, and it's not easy. It's not I easy. think it's if you do it a lot, it gets easier. But when it's been a while, you're like, like most Bambi, like most things exactly. Except for some things, like sweating excessively. <laughs> that never gets easier, folks. <laughs> it never does. <laughs> you just always. Do. Forever. Forever. <laughs> it's always difficult. Like this wedding is outside. Ooh, you were And I'm to looking be at that forecast. Yeah. 28. Feels like 33. Feels like Mark's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might have to wear that, uh, like the ice pack vest. You, I was totally just going to say that. Right? Yeah. It's a thing. It's brilliant. Or just like the lower back, just the small oh, of the back. The small of the back. Oh, that gets sweaty fast. And you know what's so awful? When you think that you're doing okay as far as sweat is concerned, and then all of a sudden you feel the bead of sweat roll down your back. Mm. And you're like, oh, things are You're bringing me way thought. back to when I started sweating. <laughs> it was alarming. <laughs> I was playing piano, mm. piano lessons when I was growing up. Me too. Nice one. Cheers. There you go. Cheers to that. Oh, I'm the only one drinking. Now I feel like I'm an alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And I was playing, and I literally, like, to my cheer, I was like, what the? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, what? And I was like, well, I guess that wasn't you. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, it happens a few more times. I'm like, oh, that's sweat dripping down. This is the welcome to the rest of your life, Mark. (laughs) It's a young lad. Because, I mean, when did I give up? I gave a piano in like grade nine, so it would have been like probably junior high. Oh, there you go. Yeah, haven't looked back since. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No. Because it's too sweaty. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to see that sweaty back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like looking around, strain. Oh, yeah, that's another injury waiting to happen. Oh, my gosh. Reminds me, I got to start doing yoga more often. I have been. Yeah, yoga. Yeah, been going to actually um, Kristen Folks. You know her. I feel like I should, but she went on the uh, one of the the retreat recently to Pito oh, Island. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to make it out to those, but yeah, okay. Yeah. And she's amazing. Thanks a lot, Ruth. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have a life. <laughs> Soon, September, folks. September. Um, but yeah, she went, and she's just uh, she just became a certified yogi. I believe that's the correct term. I don't know. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. We'll accept it. Judges will accept that, folks. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, like, I, I she works at On V. She was like, I, I teach yoga Monday nights at six. And uh, On V closes before six. So we just do it in On V. And uh, $10 for an hour. That's a win. Right? No Why not? So yeah. I've been doing it for the last couple weeks. Are you so bendy? Not bendy yet, but. <laughs> 
I have no, I very uh, rolled shoulders, played tennis growing up. So like, especially my right one is like completely rounded. That's what I blame it on tennis. Yeah. And <laughs> now like I can, you know, check it out. Proof is in the pudding, Ruth. What do you think? Oh, those are some unrolled shoulders. They right are there. so far back right now. They are so, mine are, see now I'm feeling a little. <laughs> You're like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders are basically touching each other <laughs> in front of me. Yes. those are my pecs those are my shoulders (laughs) (laughs) story of my life (laughs) (laughs) I remember making a conscious choice to hunch really yeah how come Um, because it was what the cool kids did oh totally yeah yeah because I played piano so I always sat up straight because I started when I was little keep those wrists up Ruth right Wrists up, shoulders back. Oh, geez. Just got PTSD. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm sitting in class, you know, proper. I looked around and I was like, this is why I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm a loser <laughs> is because of my because posture. Of my straight, good posture. <laughs> so I had to fix that. But that's actually a good point. Like, all you kids out there, there's a lot of things that you think are stupid and actually smart. Mm. And you grow up and you're like, oh, I, shit. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. I can't think of anything right now. But like so many, th- like, so many things that you think are cool, they're not cool. They're not cool. And that's why a lot of the time when you meet the popular kids from high school after high school, they're not doing too good. Right? They're basically a meme. Like all the, and I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus here, but you know, it's like the classic, like the QB who is, you know, the high school sweetheart, like yeah, gets all the girls or boys, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards they peaked, they peaked in high school and they don't know what to do with themselves. And then they just work a, work in a call center yeah. where I worked. <laughs> And that's obviously generalizing, but at the same time, yeah, like you've got to like all those things that make people losers growing up are like make they make you a much better person when you're older. (laughs) Funny how that is. It's funny how that is. And it actually makes me think of a story. It's actually one of Sean's stories, but I'm going to take the liberty of sharing. I'm sure I'll be okay. Sean. (laughs) Sean, I hope this is okay. So he was a loser in high school. How dare you? I know he. I totally won with that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> he's a self-proclaimed loser. I don't know. I wasn't there, so I can't witness. Like I don't know firsthand. Um, but so a few years ago, Sean had just like just got his job at like a successful, a new but successful company, and had a baby, and had just bought his first house. So. Yeah, so this is like when... Oh, you know. Before he was 25, right? So he was like... Winning. Right? Winning. And so that morning, (laughs) that morning, uh, I was back at our apartment. We were going to be moving into our house that day. And he was going to get uh, some breakfast from McDonald's for us. Mm. Since, uh, right? It's the best. Because, like, of course, we don't have any of our... Probably going to grab McDouble after this. (laughs) It's going to be the best. (laughs) 
and because yeah, we didn't have any of our um, things to make food because it was packed up. So yeah, um, he goes through when as he's in the drive-through, he is served by a guy, a popular guy that he went to high school with, and. He's like, hey, like, oh, my gosh, how is it going and everything? And the guy's like looking at him and he's just like, well, I'm working at McDonald's. So not good. Still got that state record, though. (laughs) 300 yards in the first quarter. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. There's some great people that play football. It's yes, that's true. But it turned that turned out to not be the case for this guy, at least at that point. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he's at now, but it was he's manager now. (laughs) Yeah. They gave him uh, the collared shirt. <laughs> yeah, so he's doing great. Yeah, <laughs> killing we it. Still visit him. <laughs> we still <laughs> visit every time we go to McDonald's. <laughs> this segment brought to you by McDonald's. Trying to get new sponsors for Ruth, okay? <laughs> yeah, please. I need new sponsors. <laughs> um, but it was so funny because, like, Sean, like, came back and he was like, I couldn't tell the guy what was going on in my life. I felt so bad for him. But mm-hmm. he was like, all of a sudden, he's just like, things have turned around. This super cool guy that made me feel like a loser in high school is all of a sudden, like, we're in real life now. And it's switched around. Mm-hmm. And he's right. just like, so, <laughs> so while he's feeling pretty bad for this guy, he's also like, I feel so great it's right like now. Vindicated. <laughs> totally vindicated it's uh, it's weird like it's kind of like it's almost an illusion growing up like it's not it's not a real and the words are escaping me right now but like it's not what real life is like you're you're kind of like forced you don't have any choice of what school you go to so i mean Mm. a lot of your friends are made because of proximity and then you've got you know massive range of people unless you go to private school (laughs) so you have you know you have people and and you talk about bullies you know that's learned behavior more often than not so it's like those people are probably bullied by their parents or by their brothers or sisters or anything like that and Mm -hmm. and it's and it's super shitty but it's like you've gotta i mean it's so easy to say because we're on the other side of it but like just get through it and do your do you Yeah, like you got to. You have to. Because that's the only thing that's going to make it so that you'll get to the other side and actually do something with it. Right, because then when you, yeah, you get into your 20s and if you're doing you, you'll you'll be celebrated. Yeah, yeah. You won't be working at McDonald's, that's for sure. <laughs> Flipping burgs. <laughs> JR Chick. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with McDonald's, actually. Used to be able to get McDouble dressed like a Mac meal for five dollars, and I slapped that five dollar bill on the <laughs> ground on the on the counter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mind you, this was in two thousand and seven. Now it's like eight bucks, and it's like that's how much a Big Mac meal was. Like <laughs> unbelievable. I never go to McDonald's. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, me neither. I would never go. <laughs> Mcdouble, no. Oh God, fast food. <laughs> Burger King, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Burger King is really great. There's one in Sackville, though, that it's like, if you have about an hour to kill, go in the (laughs) drive-thru. 
Sackful McD's slow as molasses. It's an uh, incredible. The Burger King. Or sorry, Sackful BK. BK, yeah. Slow as molasses. <laughs> slow as molasses. Like unbelievable. Oh, but that double stacker though, am I right? <laughs> that stacker sauce, they did something right. They did they did do something right. I want to look up the stacker sauce. Uh what is it? Ingredients to the stacker sauce. Magic? Yes. With some unicorn tail. Magic and mayo. Chicken mayo. Yeah, probably. Mayonnaise is always included. As long as if, if something tastes really good, you bet there is mayonnaise. I'm all about mayonnaise on burgers. Like, get that ketchup and mustard out of my face. <laughs> really? I love it when after this, you're like, so what we talk about? Sweat and burgers. I'm going to be thinking about, like, I'm going to be thinking about, like, what do we write about this? I don't know. <laughs> Talk about anything. Uh, just listen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I do, as far as the mayonnaise thing goes, there was this. Wait, I want to get this, I, this right. Is <laughs> I have to get this in here. <laughs> in high school, they had this sub sauce that was so fantastic. And my brother was actually the person that came up with this idea of putting, dipping his fries in it. Mm. So good. Right. And after. After high school, my brother and I are having some fries together, and he brings out the sub sauce, and it tastes the same, magical. And it was just like, how did you do this? He was like, it's Italian salad dressing mixed with mayonnaise. That's it. That's it? Amazing. So good. That's like... uh Mac sauce. It's like Thousand, I- Thousand, Thousand Island, Island dressing and and mayo, probably. Pro- probably. <laughs> and salt. <laughs> and a lot of salt. Yeah. Yeah. So there good. There you go. There you go. Sean doesn't like mayonnaise. Really? Yeah. I love, I, I, I love mayo. I didn't know that until after we got married, obviously. I know, because that, that's a deal breaker, <laughs> that's folks. That's a deal breaker. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. And now they're calling it aioli. Like, get out of here. It's mayo. It's oh, spicy God. mayo. It's chipotle mayo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, depression. Depression. <laughs> Optimistically. Optimistically. Depression. Yeah. Mark. I I mean, I I would say that when I was in uh, you know, my my few stints at Dow and mm. just, you know, gaming all night until 7 in the morning and then sleeping all day not knowing what I was going to do. And like I did, I contemplated, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't explain this to my parents. I'm going to get kicked out. It's like, which bridge am I going to jump off of? (laughs) And it's like, I don't know if that was ever, you know, that that crossed my mind. I don't know. I don't, I never would have acted on it. It was never something serious like that. But it was like, I'm in too deep. Like, how do I explain myself? How do I, you know, like, I'm supposed to be this bright guy that, you know, I have a lot of friends. Like, this isn't, who I'm supposed to be. And then, I th- you know, it was my mom who actually came in to the place I was living at. And I, you know, I had locked my door and she like came and she's knocking on the door. She's like, get up, like get out. Like obviously something's wrong. Like let's talk about it. And I don't think I delved into like all the deep stuff, but I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not where I want to be. Like I've got to, I got to get out of this situation. And I actually moved out of that house 
it was in the summer at that point, but I moved out and moved back to my parents' house just to get into that environment. Mm. I suppose that's another thing is, is like your environment is, has a lot to do with it as well. Yes. So I yeah. guess you could say situational depression. I've definitely experienced that. Mm. It's The situation that you're in plays into it huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. But I'd say I'm pretty, pretty good now. Still a little anxious from time to time. Mm. And I think that has to do with the fact that I don't really smoke weed as much anymore. Which is fine. Like, I need to be more present. You can't, you can't just be getting high all the time. It was fun, though. I was, like, in a cool headspace. <laughs> where I was, like, not sweating at all. It was that like, whoa. <laughs> I only have to destroy my lungs to not sweat. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CBD pills, I've been told that, that they may work. Oh, really? So I may take those when I can, when they come to the cannabis store. I don't know. The can- yeah, you let me know how it goes. I will. Okay, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. But now, yeah, it's, uh, things are good. I mean, what you eat, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm in a pretty privileged position where I can choose to do what I want. And I've got a family that if I, they're not going to let me fall in the gutter. Like, at the end of the day, you know, I'm living there right now for a bit because of personal things. <laughs> but, you know, you know, so, like, I, I, I know I, I can I have that reassurance that I can go and, and try and chase the world down or, or whatever that, that may be, and there's always going to be someone to, to catch me. And I know a lot of people aren't in that position, and, you know, they can't question anything because they've just got to put their head down and go to work and make money out of that. otherwise they're going to starve or they're not going to have a roof over the heads yeah but i think there's still room to pursue what you truly are no matter what yeah i think i hope Other, otherwise why the fuck are we here <laughs> oh, Hosanna. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something that you have to find the time to do. You gotta. I mean, look at Oprah. Oprah was born from like two teenagers, and they were gonna get an abortion, and they didn't. And she came from nothing and obviously, you know, had no support system, but she worked her ass off and now she's one of the rich, I mean, she has her own channel and network and studio. (laughs) She has goals. She's gold. And she came from absolutely nothing, you know, and you talked about like, pretty sure it was the South. So she's dealing with. You know, things that we have never dealt with in terms of racism. Right. She's dealing with poverty. She's a woman. Right. And she still got to the top. Shout out Oprah. Yeah, seriously. You go, girl. Right? Oh, network for life. (laughs) Yeah. Oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same. Yeah, right. For for a while, I didn't know that was Oprah's, and I was like, oh, you dirty dog. Of course, this is Oprah's network. <laughs> Dr. Phil's on it. Dr. Phil, right. Totally. She made him. She made a lot of people. Yeah. Which, in, 
I mean, Dr. Oz. <laughs> we won't get into him. No, that's not. <laughs> We're just going to focus on all the... Sue, 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 Okay, Mark. Ruth. Lay it on me. This has been fun. It's been a blast. I'm s- I'm such a chatty Kathy. I my my uh, stomach hurts from laughing. Good. good. I was on tonight, folks. You were on tonight. I'll be uh, here. I'll uh, ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like me to perform at any of your <laughs> locations. Birthday parties. <laughs> birthday parties. No, not birthday parties. <laughs> I can't jump on the trampoline, Ruth. <laughs> The castles are my my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Mark. Mm-hmm. This is something that I like to ask everybody at the end of the podcast. We're Ooh. gonna near the end of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, this is longer than I've ever. I don't do Whoops. podcasts this long ever. <laughs> like very rarely. So. I was just talking, you know. You're funny. You're a hoot. Well, thanks. You're welcome. You're a hoot too. Thanks. We're playing off one another, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, we were just a, a diabolical duo. I'm expecting calls from like the Comedy Network after this. Oh, absolutely. Both of us. I'm like, we need both of you on our next network show. Yeah, we'll own it. And we'll be like, maybe. <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> right, because you don't seem too desperate. We're <laughs> too good for that. Duh. <laughs> this is an optimistic. <laughs> Optimistically de- desperate. Oh, I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> it's optimistically depressed. <laughs> if I can get a bed, maybe I'll get back to you. Ooh, a doctor. Let me sleep on it. <laughs> Which is a great song. Let me sleep on it, baby. baby. Is that Meatloaf? I don't know. I don't know that song. I don't know. Here, sorry. <laughs> I just don't want it to end, Ruth. <laughs> Okay, go for it. Okay, <laughs> Mark. Ruth. What does it look to you to be mentally healthy? I think it has a lot to do with self-awareness mm. and realizing that we are imperfect, to say the least. We're a work in progress, mm. no doubt. And we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. Like we're all dealing with something. We all come from so many different backgrounds and there's always going to be things that happen in a life that are going to affect you in some way. And I think to be, you know, mentally healthy is just to be in a state where you can forgive yourself. I just came up with it right now. <laughs> That's what I do. I just start talking, and hopefully something comes out <laughs> that that can be put out to the world. <laughs> do you? Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. I do. I, pr- I approve. I will. Good. You know what? I wasn't sure if I was going to <laughs> put this podcast out there, but now I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just saved it, saved it at the last second. Classic, Mark. <laughs> 
We'll cut out the burger stuff. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all in there. I'm not, I'm not editing anything. Good. Yeah, it's all there. It's all going to be there. Even the stuff that you asked me to edit out is going to be there. Oh, like, well, I guess. <laughs> you said that. I'm just like, no. Like, not a chance. <laughs> this goes out raw skin. audio. Let's <laughs> go. Did you not read the fine print? <laughs> yeah, it's all in there. Yeah. <laughs> sucker. I am a sucker. Yeah, me too. It's okay. Awareness. Awareness. Forgiveness <laughs> <laughs> is more than saying sorry. One of the best movies ever. One See of just the friends. Best movies ever. To forgive is divine. <laughs> so let's have a glass of wine. Can't sing the next part. <laughs> I just watched that movie last summer. Did you? Laughed so hard for the like not for the first time, for like the eighth time. Uh, right. Dusty. <laughs> You're the devil. <laughs> Such a great movie. Oh, I know. It sucks that it's kind of a Christmas movie. I know. But apparently it doesn't matter for Ruth because she watched it in the I summer. I watched it in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'll probably watch it again tonight. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. When at the beginning, there's this one scene that kills me every time when... Um, uh, Ryan, what's the what's the name of the character that he plays? Um, Chris. Chris. You know what's really funny? What is like when we're talking about like the QB thing, like the guy who is like the hotshot. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like nothing. That's what I was literally thinking about. Just friends, because no like he way. comes off the bus, like dude, the bus sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, That's we've funny. come full circle. We have come full circle. In the weirdest way possible. The makings of a perfect podcast. Duh. <laughs> Straight to the top. Number one on iTunes. Yeah, Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so funny. Just to see the name optimistically depressed at the top. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say about Just Friends? Oh, it was yeah. your favorite part at the beginning. <laughs> When he realizes that the yearbooks got mixed up. Oh, yeah. And the guy starts reading the, and he turns, the way that he turns, and he's like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) He just delivers it so beautifully. And I swear (laughs) by the moon. (laughs) I can't sing right now. I can't sing ever, so. Cool. Cool. All right. iTunes is going to be like, that wasn't a podcast, that was an album. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put this can't on podcast. Yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh. An hour and 40 minutes in. Oops. Have fun Oops. editing this, Ruth. I'm not editing it. Don't. I'm not going to. I can't listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you can't? Oh, wait, we talked about that. <clears throat> right. And I can, can't listen to you either. Work on <laughs> 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 I've already listened to you for an hour and 40. See you next year. (laughs) Exactly. You're having me back on your show. Obviously. Cool. I'll have you back on my show, too. Sounds good. All right, cool. Perfect. I hope I I won't talk for (laughs) too long this time. (laughs) Next time. Next time I'll give a gut punch partway through. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it again. (laughs) You won't stop talking. (laughs) Let's hit that trampoline, dude. Let's do it. Okay. Do you do like a send off? I do. Ready for it? I'm ready. 
everybody listening, thank you so much for suffering through this past <laughs> hour and 41, almost 42 minutes with us. And just know that wherever you are, Mark and I are just sitting here loving you. Absolutely. Right? There are people out there that appreciate what you're doing, whatever you're doing. Always. And check out Brand New View. Check out Brand New View. They're, like, actually, surprisingly. (laughs) I mean, we're okay. (laughs) They're okay. I don't know. If you want to, we'll throw out some time. We have a new co-host. He's a bit of a wacko, but we love him. But we do love him. Shout out Sid. Yeah. And, yeah, so check out Brand New View. Thank you for your time. Have an excellent night, morning, afternoon, evening. And we shall be talking to you soon. Bye.